0: Here we are Fritzburg and blood and faith.com it's 14 December 2023 I was listening to uh, uh, Tucker Carlson again this morning and he talked about the uh, very likely possibility of uh, violence in 2024 as we move into 2024 and as we approach uh, a, a presidential election that was arguably stolen in 2020 I think it was I think it was I think there's no question about that and uh, he, he says look if, you, if you, you know first of all you impoverish a people through inflation uh, and, and a horrible economy, and then you tell them that they don't even have the ability to choose who their own president's going to be. Uh, they're doing everything they can, of course, to make sure Donald Trump does not either appear on the ballot or is he's, he's a convicted criminal, so he cannot be president in 2024. He says, at, at that point, at what point do the people say, you know what, <laughs> we've got nothing left to lose? You've impoverished impoverished us by by this this inflationary economy. And you've told us that we can't even elect a leader that we think it's going to do a good job for us. At what point do they become violent? And uh, he's concerned about that. The the of course the, you know the powers that be are, are, are very concerned. That's why they surrounded the Capitol with twenty thousand soldiers after the stolen election in twenty twenty. They were concerned about people saying we're, we're not going to take this anymore. I mean, you don't surround your capital with 20,000 soldiers if you really think the people are behind you. They did it because they know the people are not behind them. That's why they surrounded the capital with 20,000 people in, in, in January of 2021. That's why they did it, not because the people were voted overwhelmingly for, for Biden, because the people didn't vote for him. That's why they had to protect the capital wasn't because he was popularly elected by 81 million people which they lied about and they said he did it's because they that's not the case he didn't win the popular vote he didn't win the electoral vote they stole it that's why they had to protect the regime with soldiers so when you you want to talk about violence you want to talk about political violence stop talking about it in in the sense of if, if uh, of a future event My God, was nobody around over the last two or three or four years in the United States of America? Did you not see the Summer of Love with the Black Lives Matter, so-called Black Lives Matter? And Antifa organized violence, organized violence, burning down cities, attacking police officers, attacking government facilities. These were not random acts of violence. They prepositioned pallets of bricks. They, They come in uniforms. They showed up in uniforms. They have their own uniforms. Call it black block, but it's a uniform. They're uniform. It's a uniform clothing. They're trained. They they've practiced ex- extending their their umbrellas out there. Those are their weapons. Oh, it's not a real weapon. No, those are weapons. And 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 you protect yourselves. You protect your identities. They had guys on on uh, with with transportation and rate and, and radios coordinating this stuff. It, it, it was well-organized, highly organized, rehearsed, and trained, and they burnt down cities. And guess what the government does? Basically nothing. Basically nothing. Now imagine if all these were, I don't know, just call them folks like me, Christians out there. Oh, wait a minute. We had that on January 6, 2021. <laughs> January 6, 2021. You had uh, w- a- however many people showed up to the Capitol. Mostly peaceful protesters. Really, they weren't violent. Nobody, nobody's going to argue. there. Oh, a police officer got hurt. Well, you know what? Ashley it was shot to death. She was shot to death. And there's no justice there. And, and uh, they've been tracking down these people all over the United States. It's the largest manhunt in FBI's history. These are political prisoners. The J6ers are political prisoners. Now, Owen Schroer is a political prisoner. You listen to these hypocrites on TV say, oh, right-wing fascism is coming to America if Trump gets elected. What do you think you have now when you have polit- literally political, a thousand political prisoners? The J6ers are political prisoners. That's what they are. Owen Schroer is a political prisoner, federal prison for a misdemeanor charge that, he, that he, they copped a plea on because it was going to bankrupt him. He literally, he wasn't even at the Capitol. He He was convicted for word crimes because he said things. Solitary confinement? Donald Trump, President of the United States of America, looking at 700 years, 700 years in prison. If he goes to jail, he will be a political prisoner. This this tyranny that you're concerned about in 2024, if Trump gets elected, is already in America. It's already in America. We already have political prisoners in America. We already have political violence in America. Uh, America. Havoc wreaked by Antifa and BLM and by the federal government. When you take a man and you chain him at gunpoint and throw him in a cage for years on end, that's violence. When you take and arrest an Owen Schroer and you chain him up with handcuffs and throw him in a cage, that's violence. The, The violence is already here in America. The violence has already come. We already have political prisoners in America, and and what they do, the Antichrist forces, they accuse others of what they are currently doing to you. They accuse others of what they are currently doing to you, and you're supposed to feel bad about it. You're forced. To, you're forced. You're, you're 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 supposed to say, oh, you know, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to associate with these people. Is that that's what you're supposed to do? Is that why they're doing this? Of course, that's why they're doing. That's exactly why they're doing this. Oh, we're going to scare people because fascism is coming to America and a dictatorship and tyranny. No, it's already here. It's already here in the United States. Of we already have everything that they, 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 they claim to be worried about. They've already imposed it upon America. Churches can't be open because some health wizard just, just says there's a, a national emergency of, of the flu and you're going to shut down churches in America. You're going to shut down churches in America. Because some bureaucrat says it's people are getting the flu. Call it COVID. Call it what you want. You're going to shut down small businesses, but you're going to let the big businesses operate. Oh, Walmart they can operate. Airlines can operate. It's it, it's not healthy for you to go to church, but you can be jammed cheek by jowl in 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 an airliner and sit there for hours and hours and hours right next to people. Oh, they have they have good uh, you know air conditioning systems on the plane and they sanitize all their well. Oh, so they do in churches too. And you're not that close to each other in church. You're just not. So they lie and lie and lie, and they accuse others of what they are doing themselves. They become the very hypocrites that Jesus Christ warned you about. This is what hypocrisy is. Hypocrisy is not a moral failing. I've I've said this over and over. it's, It's an institutional platform by which you can do unto others that which you prevent them from doing unto you. It's not a personal moral failure. Those are personal moral failures are bad. They're bad. There's, they're not, none of us have excuses for our moral failures. But what Jesus Christ went after are these people who said, hey, you know what? You can't criticize us, but we can criticize you. You can't murder us, but we can murder you, Stephen, you, Jesus, you, James. That's the institutional hypocrisy that Jesus Christ went after. And the Pharisees. Were the masters of it? The Jews were the masters of it. When you th- when you hear Pharisee, you think Jew. When you think Rabbi, what do you think? You think Jew. Okay, Pharisees are just the rabbis of two thousand years ago. That's all. That, that's all that is. We have political violence in America today. It's called well, it's federal police forces. Uh, it, it was twenty thousand soldiers surrounding the Capitol because they know they stole the election. It's it's political prisoners. When you chain a man at gunpoint, that's violence. Sorry, not sorry. When you chain a man at gunpoint, that's violence. And you throw him in jail for speech crimes. That's violence. So if you want to know who started the Civil War, it's already been started by a rogue federal government and their allies in Antifa and BLM and like organizations. You've got the national police and intelligence organizations that are stirring the pot, and they say, oh, see that? It's it's all those white folk out there doing." it. When they're the ones that stirred it up in the first place, they're lying to you. They're throwing you in jail. The political violence has already started. What we have not seen is anything organized on the Christian side. And I'm going to use that term. I'm tired of this left-right stuff. It's Christian versus Antichrist. It's Christ versus Antichrist. And, and the church needs to embrace this. They get rid of this idea that we're all Americans. They're all Americans. Okay, how come you got political prisoners in, in prisons then if we're all Americans? How come uh, certain political organizations get a pass, BLM Antifa, namely, that you should be familiar with it? How come they're trying to throw Trump in jail for 700 years? He didn't do anything wrong. And you got this guy in the White House that's evidently, patently corrupt. And he gets a pass. No, we're beyond the point of violence. We already have violence. We have political uh, prisoners in the United States. The federal bureaucracy, the federal police forces and intelligence services protect the Antichrist forces. They do. The federal police forces protect the Antichrist forces. The FBI, CIA, they're, they're protecting them. They knew all about uh, the Hunter Biden and, and, and Joe Biden corruption before the election, and they buried it, they hid it. They hid it. They're part of the problem. They're part of the problem. We already have political violence in America. You just you just, you, you say, well, it doesn't count if it's the Antichrist forces doing it. That's essentially what's going on. Well, it doesn't count if the Antichrist forces are doing it. <laughs> Only if the Christian forces. And I'd like to change the conversation in such a way as, as, as we see ourselves as Christians and, and, and get rid of this Judeo-Christian stuff. And we're going to have to start seeing our our the, the white race as the white race. We're the only race, the only ethnic group out there that is told from, from day one, from kindergarten, that you you have to be ashamed of your race. Every other race, oh, it's you know, it's it's the black month, it's a Hispanic month, it's the Asian month. Enough of that stuff. The white race is the repository of Christianity on this planet. Hello. Hello. The white race is literally the repository of Christianity on this planet. That's why Europe is called Christendom. And I'm 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 gonna eschew the term West. Oh, it's the our Western no, no, no. Christendom. It's Christendom. It's Christendom. Part of the psychological and, and, and moral warfare against our race is to control the language. Well, it's not Christendom, it's the West. No, 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 it is Christendom. From Greece to Finland, from Russia to Iceland, it's, it's Christendom. And all the lands that, that that our brethren settled, including in the Americas, and in Asia, and in, in, in Southern Africa, it's, it's been the European race, the, the Christendom, that's the repository for Christianity on this planet. This is why there's a hatred towards the white race. This is it. This is exactly why. It goes all the way back to Genesis 3.15. I talked about that, I think, yesterday. Okay, we need to embrace this and say, you know what? Let's go to war. We, you want to go to war? We'll go to war. And, and the war starts in our own minds because they've controlled how we think about ourselves. We have to go back and say, you know what? Who am I? Who am I? I am part of Christendom. I am Christendom. My ancestors are Christendom. My descendants are Christendom. I am Christendom. And it's worth fighting for. It's worth living for. It's worth dying for. It's worth fighting for. I addressed earlier the idea that, that you know, oh, we're in a spiritual battle. You know what? You Christians make me sick. You Christian pastors make me sick. Everything you do is cowardice. To, to find a way to get along with the world, to get along with the Antichrist, to get along with the seed of the serpent, to get along with the children of the devil. Everything you do is a way to avoid confrontation to the extent that you literally are ashamed of the words of Jesus Christ, don't want anything to do with them. Don't want anything to do with the words of Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus said that, well, you know, cover it up. Don't let anybody know that he said that. <laughs> And if they find out, oh well, this is just you know it just pertained to something that happened two thousand years ago. We don't really believe that anymore. Well, then why do you believe in John three sixteen today? If you don't believe in John eight forty four today, why do you reject John eight forty four but believe in John three sixteen? Is not the Word of God eternal? Is it not eternal? Is the Word of God not eternal? Or do we just say, you know what? Uh, we don't want to have a confrontation with the devil. We would rather grovel obsequiously before the devil than stand up in pride for what Jesus Christ said. That's the church today. That's <coughs> so why the church is 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 it's broken. It has no power, it has no force, it's literally ashamed of our own king. And you're asking God to save us, why would God save us? Why would Jesus Christ save this church in America? Why would Jesus Christ save America? For crying out loud, we're ashamed of him. We don't have anything to do with him. He's warned us. He told us who the enemy is. He's warned us who the enemy is over and over. No, he said, here's the enemy. This is the enemy. Oh, we don't believe in that because we don't want to be anti-Semitic like Jesus Christ. You're ashamed of Jesus Christ. Why should he save this? Why should he do anything to save this church or this country? It's been wholly given over to evil church doesn't make any difference. All we try to do is find a way to get along with the world. We want to be friends with the world. That's the condition of the Christian church, the Protestant church, the Evangelical church, the Charismatic church, the Pentecostal church, the Bible-believing church in America. That's our condition. We want to live in peace with all these people, and you're going to go out and you're going to tell people, that you're going to describe a people that exactly fits the definition of Antichrist, and you're going to go out and be the false prophet and tell everybody they're God's chosen people, and they're not. They're Satan's chosen people well, we don't believe that anymore. Well, I, that's the problem. Like like I said, why should God save you? Why should God save this church? And then you turn around, you go tell your congregation, God's going to save you. God's going to make sure you're okay. God's going to make sure that, you know, you, you're not going to suffer. He'll save you from out of the trial. trial. And you lie 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 to your congregations. You lie and you sell them this fairy tale. God's going not going to save your congregation from the hour of trial. He's going to force your congregation through the hour of trial. See who makes it. And not everybody's going to make it. Some are going to live. Some are going to die. Some are going to walk away from their faith. So I don't want anything to do with this stuff. My preacher said I was going to get raptured out of here. My preacher said that God was going to save me from the hour trial. My preacher said God's going to take care of us, and he's, he's going to supply. And you're going to have Christians walking away from the church because th- their family members are going to be dead. They're not going to get raptured. And all kinds of bad things are going to happen to them. The whole point of life is to go through a trial, not to avoid trial. That the church is backwards. It's 180 degrees backwards. The purpose of life is to go through trials. To see if you got anything, see if you got any guts. See if you got a spine. See if you got see if you're a man or not. Oh, God's gonna save me from the hour of trial. Does he save Jesus Christ through the trial? Out of the trial? Did he save Stephen out of the trial? Did he save Peter out of the trial? Did he save Paul out of the fuck trial? Did he save Jeremiah out of the trial? Did he save Joseph out of the trial? Did he save David out of the trial? We're supposed to have trials. And even if it costs you your life in the church, it, it truly breaks my heart. It truly breaks my heart. We worship those that are the enemies of Jesus Christ. We sell a song to our congregations, oh, you're going to get raptured out of here and you're not going to have to face any trials. you're lying, you're liars and they're going to go through hell and, and they, they don't and, and, and they think they're not supposed to and they're going to think, well, oh, God abandoned me. no, God didn't abandon you He's doing you a favor. He's making you go through hell because that's what you get when you signed up to serve Jesus Christ. that's what you get. that's what you get. Bibles are very Bible's very clear at Jesus Christ is very he said, You want to follow me? You want to follow me? <laughs> he did everything he can to make it as hard as possible for the, 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 the apostles to follow him, the disciples to follow him. Remember that time he, he goes, he looks at these people, he says, You got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. People looked at him like, You're crazy, dude. They turned around, they left. They walked away by the hundreds. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. John, the gospel according to St. John. He looks at the disciples. The disciples wanted to leave too. He said, Dude, you, you lost it. You lost us. But he said, hey, you want to go, go. You want to go, go. But at that point, they kind of already walked away from it. They didn't anything to go back with. That's what Peter said. That's what they said. They said, Lord, <laughs> we would, Jesus, we would go. But we ain't got nowhere to go no more. And they stuck with him. Later on, every one of them abandoned him. When he gets arrested, everybody leaves. Everybody leaves. Everybody leaves. John the Beloved leaves. We all know about Peter, but they all leave. Everybody goes. And then the very cost of their lives. They're going to have to stand up and say, I'm with Jesus Christ. At the risk of their very lives, they have to stand up and say, I'm with Jesus Christ. He's my king. He's my master. He's my Lord. And they knew they are going to come after him. And that's what the Jews did. That's what the Jews did. They went after the Christians. Threw him in jail, murdered them, killed them, Stephen, and he wasn't the only one. Oh, but that's you know that was then. That's not now. No, it needs to be now. We need to get back to that. We need to get back to the war between uh, the Christ and the Antichrist. Bring it. Bring some persecution. That's the only thing that's going to save our church, the Church of Jesus Christ. We're so weak. We don't even believe in, in in what the Bible says anymore. And it's going to happen. Oh, our prayers are going to be answered. Oh, the prayers of your ancestors are going to be answered. The prayers of your parents and grandparents are being answered. Oh, God, send a revival. To you. Oh, God. Oh, God's going to send a revival. And it's going to cost some of you more than you ever imagined. And we're going to figure out who's in and who's out. You got half these evangelical pastors, they're, they're already traitors. They've joined the fraternity of Judas Iscariots. They've joined the fraternity of Judas Iscariot. Oh, we need to worship and bow down before them and give them everything they want. We need to tell the world to protect them. And they literally match the definition of Antichrist according to 1 John chapter 2, verse 22, 1 John 4, and 2 John verse 7. Let alone the words of Jesus Christ in John 8, 44, when He said to them, You have a father, your father is Satan himself. Oh, that's anti-Semitic. You can't see that. Yeah. Well, Jesus Christ. If Jesus Christ is anti-Semitic, I want to be as anti-Semitic as Jesus Christ. I'm not going to apologize for him and his words. Look to to, to make it to the other side of of what's coming, what's already upon this country and in Europe. We're going to have to stop thinking along the lines that we're permitted to think on. The Antichrist has told us what we can think and what we cannot think. You must understand that you as Europeans are evil people. You must understand that. You must understand that these people who call themselves Jews are in fact God's chosen people, and they've been the most persecuted people on the earth, even though they run everything. We're going to have to give up these sacred cows you're going to have to give up the idea that you can just hate yourself and hate your ancestors and hate your race. That's very comfortable to do because you, 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 you say, you know what, I have this self-earned morality. Look at me. I'm so humble. And you pat yourself on the back for a false morality, and you think you're more righteous than Jesus Christ because you hate your ancestors. And Jesus Christ is the one who says, you speak evil of your ancestors, you're worthy of death. And you're willing to literally renounce all of Christendom and all that Christendom has ever stood for. You're willing to renounce and say, this must be destroyed. And and that's going to, well, see, look at me now. I'm not racist like that guy at blood and faith. And and you you give yourself a little brownie point. You give give yourself a little uh, uh, Boy Scout merit badge. Look at me. I earned my anti-racism merit badge today. All this has got to go. And it's going to be hard because we've been indoctrinated into this since the time where we could read. And I've seen it. I've, when kids come home and, and they're like, well, you know, uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed that I'm white. Well, you know, that, that's going on. This is evil. It's a genocide project by the Antichrist against Christendom. It's a genocide project against Christendom by the Antichrist. It's a genocide project against Christendom, the sons and daughters of Christendom, by the synagogue of Satan. we got to understand this. We have to understand it in that manner. Oh, oh you sound like you're ethnocentric and, 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 and racist. And You know what? All that's got to go in the trash. You can't win a war if you hate yourself. You can't represent Jesus Christ if you if you deny the heritage of Jesus Christ with your ancestors. Well, this would mean changing our way of thinking. Yes, that's exactly what it means. And it's going to be painful. And and you know who's going to scream the loudest? The antichrist is going to scream because he's got us under his thumb. The antichrist literally has the church under his thumb. And has told the church, "You can't be this that, you can't say this, you can't say that." And the church's like, "Oh, okay." We won't say that then. We'll renounce the word, literally the words of Jesus Christ. Or at best, we won't talk about the words of Jesus Christ. And it's the very things that are forbidden by the Antichrist that we need to shout from the housetops. It's the very things that the Antichrist forbids us from saying, we have to say, including talking about the Antichrist that's here in rules today, through his synagogue, through his children, through his church, through his chosen ones, through his nation. Oh, but you can't. The Antichrist said we can't talk about that. Can I cuss? I want to cuss right now. (laughs) Antichrist can go to hell. And you need to have that attitude. And you need to recognize the Antichrist for what he is and who they are. Well, I don't see any 666 is a corporate identity. It's a corporate identity of man. All this thing that you call democracy is antichrist in practice. Democracy supposedly means that the people get to rule. When has this country ruled itself? When is it? We've got we been invaded by a foreign army. Nine million, 12 million people, men of military age, we've been invaded in this country. They're not here to bolster Christendom. They're here to undermine Christendom. Well, I don't know about this concept of Christendom. I never heard that from the pulpit. Well, you better—that—that's the problem. You need to fire your pastor. We need some pastors getting fired. Oh, the Antichrist won't—he'll won't, make it he will make a, make a stink about that. Oh, these radical extremist Christians. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly—we're radical. We're extremist. You're absolutely right. And we want to be as radical and extremist as Jesus Christ was, as Peter, as Paul, as Jeremiah, as Moses. Moses marched into the kingdom, he marched into the empire, and he said, let my people go. Well, that's kind of provocative. That's kind of extremist. That's he. He's that's, Now that's an extremist, right? Moses was an extremist. He said, let my people go. Let my race go. Let my race go. Well, he was kind of ethnocentric, and he was kind of a... racist too, you know, because he just was concerned about his own race. (laughs) So was Jesus Christ. He he looks at the Samaritan woman. He said, honey, I didn't come for y'all. I didn't come for y'all. I only came for my race. I came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's it. I ain't helping your demon-possessed daughter. He told her this. He told her this to her face. I didn't come for you. I didn't come for you folk. I came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's it. That's all I came for. And he ignored her. And she's there, you know, moaning and groaning and complaining. And finally she says, Jesus says, listen, sweetie, it's not good to give the the, the children's food to dogs. Jesus Christ called her a dog. Jesus Christ called the Samaritan woman a dog to her face. It's not good to take the food meant for the kids and give it to the dogs. You know what the woman did? She agreed with Jesus Christ. She says, you're right. You're right. It's not. She agreed with Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm a dog. You're right. I am. I am a dog. But you know what? Sometimes even the dogs get scraps. That's what, G- that's what the woman said to Jesus Christ. And she says, yeah, okay, all right. Here's a scrap. Brought salvation to her family. Well, you can't talk that way. That's ethnocentric. That's race. The Christian church has done what the Jews did to the Torah. The Jews took the Torah and they said, we don't like this. We don't like the law. We don't like the prophets. We're going to invent an oral tradition. So when you read the Bible, it it, it talks about the traditions of man. Matthew chapter 15. Paul the apostle, he talks about how he was more advanced in the traditions than his peers. We don't understand what this means. It means these traditions that overruled the law and the prophets, and eventually the Jews write this down and they call it the Talmud. They keep the Torah around for ceremonial purposes. I've been to a synagogue or two; they'll keep it around, but their book is the Talmud that overwrites and over, and they're proud of it. They're proud of it. Oh so, yeah, no, we, you know, we get that written thing out there, but you know, it's the Talmud really that that we flow with. That will determine, you know, what you know that the, the Torah really means. The Christian church has gone the same route. We just haven't written down our oral traditions yet. Maybe a few people in cyclicals, a few written sermons that, that the pastors will write down. I'm against racism and all these forms. And they go on and on and on. And, and they stand up there in the pulpit, patting themselves on the back about how morally superior they are by denouncing and renouncing. And they and they essentially they 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 take what the words of Jesus Christ and they say you know we don't want anything to do with the words of Jesus Christ, and they exalt an oral tradition over the words of Jesus Christ. Racial loyalty is biblical. It's called the fifth commandment. Of whatever race you're from, nations that God created are based on a race, not the color of your passport. Well, that would be racist well, maybe you should embrace racism then. and call it biblical Christianity, where God took men and He made them patriarchs, and He made them the father of races, starting with Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Those are your ancestors. Those are who you're supposed to honor. Those are, those, and if you call them evil, you're, you're, you ought to be put to death. Said Jesus Christ, said Jesus Christ, said Jesus Christ. And then those men, those three men, they had children. Japheth had Gomer, Magog, Madi, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, Tyrus. Included included all the Greeks. Shem had a had, had a whole line of descendants, including Eber. One of my ancestors was Eber. My mother's neighbor name is Eber Harder. Eber Harder. Oh, we're going one of these days. We're gonna get to the lost twelve tribes. We'll get to that. You know where I'm coming from. Evidence is there in the Bible. Right there in the Bible. And you got these people marching along and say, well, I'm a Jew. Well, you know what Jesus said to you? He says, you're a false Jew, you're a liar, you're a synagogue of Satan. The Bible's full of examples of many, many, many different people committing, converting to Judaism, especially in Esther, especially John chapter 8. They were not the children of Isaac. It says right there. It said, the Jews themselves say it. So we're no, they essentially said we're not the children of, 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 of Jacob. Excuse me, not Isaac, but of, of, of Jacob, who was renamed Israel because he said we've never been in slavery. Right there, you you know they're not the children of the patriarch named Israel. Right there you know. And the same thing today. You got, you know, everybody from Biden's kids converting to Judaism because they all married Jews. Ivanka Trunk becomes Jew. Marilyn Monroe became Jew. Liz Taylor became Jew. Be, all kinds of people become Jews. Oh, because, you know, he, Biden Biden came out publicly. He says, well, I'm ca- Catholic, but if I had to convert, I know right where I'd convert to. He's t- telling these Jews, he says, I've been to more <laughs> Jewish religious services than y'all have. They you see where the money and the power and the fame are? They see which, which group protects their own, but they're blessed by, not by God. I'm sick and tired of these Christians saying, oh, you know, they're they're blessed because of God. No, they're blessed because of Satan. You ever read this, the story of, of how the temptation of Christ and Satan himself, he takes Christ. He says, look, see all the wealth and the power and the glory of the whole world? I'll give it all to you if you bow down and worship me. Jesus Christ said, go bugger yourself. I ain't going to do it. So he found another people. People call themselves Jews. They bow down and they worship their father, the devil. devil rewards them with the power and the money and the, and the control. This is the Antichrist. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I know you think what I say is, I don't know what you think what I, about what I say, but the more I think it and the more I say it, the more this is just normal, average Christianity. We're not getting out of this mess, mess until we repent as a church of forsaking literally the words of Jesus Christ. And we got we got to return to it. Oh, it's hard, it's so dangerous, they're going to call me dirty names. Yeah, yeah, they will. That's called biblical Christianity. When they're calling you Beelzebub, just like they call Jesus Christ. All right, Fritz Bergen,